Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Royal Podcast, episode three, the men's Q&A. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here we have a select few of questions that men have asked and they would like to know and be enlightened. Six of them. So they're pretty interesting. Um, I don't know, this is going to be a pretty good, interesting podcast. So I'm going to go through all the questions real quick and then we'll get to answering the first one. So the first question is, what does being a strong man mean to you? The second one is mentorships. Who should men go to for mentoring, practically? Why are some men afraid to be masculine? What's the difference between a boy and a man? Men in this generation versus men in the last generation. Expectations of men today versus men's expectations of themselves. And then lastly, leadership in the male community, role models, etc. So, those are the questions we're going to be answering. Go ahead with that. First, answer that first, one, bro. That's All right. kind of weird to me. What does a strong man mean to you? Um, everyone's going to have their own preference of what a strong man means. Um, for me, it's um, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's really about being, you know. Make it a little weird here, but for me, it's about being a warrior in your life, knowing when to fight the battles that you have to fight, and then eventually becoming a king in your life to not only grow your kingdom, but help give to the people around you. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I, I like that. Um, I would say being strong means lifting. Heavy weight, eating all kinds of chicken and rice and broccoli and vegetables, and then going out to the bar on the week. No. <laughs> um, all the muscles. <laughs> I will say, typically, I would like to say that a, a strong man is a balanced man, a man with vision and perspective. That's a strong one. Um, because a lot of people, I mean, hopefully, I don't talk dig too deep because somebody some of this what I'm about to say may answer another question but a lot of people see men being a man as handling responsibilities and they're usually external responsibilities like mansion bills the kids you know take care of the wife on dates you know stuff like that like real basic very generic stuff yeah that defines a man and let me tell you there are 18 year olds boys out there that are paying their bills going buying the groceries and cleaning the dishes and cleaning the house but they don't act like men mm-hmm. so and that's that's kind of work that's tying into the, the like fifth or the fourth question so i'm not gonna go too far into that but point being is a strong man to me is kind of just a man that has balance in every area of his life he does not neglect so neglect is super general talks about it yeah and actually, Napoleon Hill does too, and thinking for rich. So neglect, do not neglect. Um, not neglecting small daily disciplines. That's what John Brown says. So that's my answer. Yeah, that one. Yeah, another point like being grounded in all areas, you know, mm-hmm. emotional, uh, physically, spiritually, like putting all those together to form, you know, your being. You know, because mm-hmm. if you're not right and you can't help others, then you know. Yeah, strong man has the right mindset. So yeah, he he goes about you know his business. First, you know he he's not selfish in the sense he's taking care of himself. Stoic. Yeah. But yeah, he's taking care of himself so he can take everyone else. So I think that's the best way to take care of a family. What's the next one? Mentorships. Yeah, mentorships. Where can you find mentorships? Where do you go? Um, you could go to your church, you know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. men's groups. Um, that is true. And, you know, so, uh, I love that one, the church one. Yeah? Yeah, I do, because it's a whole different vibe. It's, it's not what the world says. You know, I mean, come on, like, let's, let's be honest, guys. Like, you see what the world's telling you to do, and look at the result. Now, people just were, the mainstream were to be what the church would say, I think a lot of people would be in a better position in their lives. 
even just like if they don't have the faith and follow the concepts, the biblical concepts, it'd just be better. Yeah. Because you're following an honest character guideline. So, um, but mentors, I mean, sometimes, I mean, really, the first mentor you get is your father. But let's say they don't have their father. Yeah, and no. that's the issue. It's like it's this bad cycle of there's a cycle out there where men fathers aren't being mentors yeah or being fathers right right. um but in a sense they are because a mentor isn't doesn't necessarily have to be someone who teaches you the right thing the whole time Mm. a mentor can just be an example so of what to be or what not to be of what not to be particularly yeah that's most of that's most most of the overlooked mentors most mentors those are some of the biggest mentors I mean, that's why we make mistakes. We can learn from the lessons, right? Yeah. Well, we can learn from other people's mistakes, too. So, when you see somebody having a bad relationship, for example, like parents are fighting, about to get divorced and stuff, now you know what not to do. You got the best part out the way. You yeah. Got the hardest part, the most confusing part, because usually relationships start off how? You know, all lovey-dovey, you're in the honeymoon phase, and then, then things get rocky. You start neglecting those small things. and Right. You know, and, and now it's like, okay, well, I'm struggling to maintain my relationship. But since you saw your parents have go through all this crap, you know, you can, you know how to avoid that and address it in the beginning if you just watch what they're doing and how they're handling the problem. So, if they're not handling the problem, then just don't do it the way they're doing. So, you had, yeah, I mean, no matter what, you have a mentor. Yeah, in some point, aspect of your life, um, right. you will. Um, a lot of, I like a lot of. Uh, I guess boys or whatever um, that don't have their father. I mean, there's a, there's something I was reading today, and it said separation from the mother um, in order to atone with the father. With meaning, you know. Oh, okay, got you, got you. Not necessarily the physical father, but the yeah, the right, mother, right. So I thought that was very interesting. Spiritual isolation. Yeah. Um, and that that goes to the next thing, kind of, the church is based, uh, founded on the Bible, so you read the Bible, and the next thing you do is read some books, and books can be the greatest teachers ever, because they don't age, they're always accessible, right, they're not conditional, you don't have to ask for somebody's time, or give a phone call, or anything like that, um, and for the most part, you can always go back to them, so, there's a lot of lessons to be learned. Exactly, and there's so many books out there like you're not gonna get through all the books in the world. So If anything at the minimum pick up a book read from it and learn from it and treat it as if it is your own mentor uh, Let me say You can find Some mentorship like material on YouTube like us oh. for example. So hit the like and subscribe button <laughs> comment, you know um, But there are some other youtubers out there, you know, like the, the Ty Lopez's and the Grant Cardone's yeah, it's, they're a little bit more mainstream, but for some people, they're actual genuine mentors. Like you, like Elliot Hulse. Oh yeah. Well, he's uh, yeah all about making men strong again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <clears throat> stuff like that. You don't have to look for an exact, direct, one-on-one mentor. Mm-hmm. You make you make of what you have. You know, you make of it what you want. Uh, like half the, half the crap we're talking about come came from a screen. Yeah, a lot of like a lot of the things that I know now. You know, I don't really have mentors. My mentors were, you know, on YouTube. I was taught from them mm-hmm. in a way that I didn't have to, you know, be face to face with this person. Exactly. That's the same thing with me. Some people, that's why it goes back to like, <laughs> people think I'm a lot older than I am. Yeah, your, your maturity level is obviously aged differently from most, you know, people yeah, your age. I forget I'm 20 sometimes. I actually do. I really do. I don't feel like I'm 20. <laughs> I don't know what I feel like. I try to feel like I'm old, but I don't know what that feels like. So. <laughs> but yeah, so mentor yourself with what you have. And I mean, we did it, so it's completely up to you. You don't have to find somebody. Your teachers could be your mentors too, if yeah. you're still in school. Sometimes you just gotta ask them questions that really don't relate to school. Yeah. Relate to life. And you figure it out. Like I would go to uh, one of my teachers' class. I didn't have a first period in my last year, my, my last year of high school, so 
I would go to a teacher's class every other morning on the A day and just sit there and talk with her and like enjoy life, do work, or whatever. And yeah, class, yeah, you learn things, you know. <laughs> it's always good to get to people, talk to people, and get to know them because you never know what people got. They're like hidden gems, you know. Don't take anyone for granted. Don't ever take anyone for granted. It's, 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 it's a really what, what's the word for it? Ignorant thing to do, I would say. So treat everyone with respect. What's the next one? Uh, why are some men afraid to be masculine? That's all you, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily know if they're afraid to be masculine, but I believe there's like a stigma on, which I don't know if that ties into another question, but there's a stigma on what it means to be a masculine male. It doesn't mean, you know, you're the alpha dog, you know, the biggest dude there is. No, it, it ties back into being know a, a stoic man who knows when to fight battles when to um, pretty much uh, be in touch with his emotions and things like that um, I, I there's like a lot of commercials and controversy on the internet where um, it's not in so I guess I don't even know what that means. That's why I was confused when this was, whoever asked this question. Right. I was like, where are they, where are they coming from? I guess that's what it's talking about. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe I can do some more research and touch uh, on that. I can try to. I can yeah. try to answer that. So, masculine. <sighs> There's a stereotype that comes with being a man. You know, and. Uh, you know, this is starts up in every department of like, or any category of humanity. Like, there's, a, there's some kind of stereotype. So, some people may just be afraid of that stereotype. Yeah, so they re regret, regress back and. Yeah, they try I, to be something that they're not. Yeah. Or they, they're in a state of denial. And I was, you know, it's funny that I mentioned that because last night I decided to, instead of like reading my book or something, I decided to open YouTube and I watched. A hoarders episode for the first time. Oh, those TV shows. Oh yeah, yeah. So YouTube decided to suggest one of those to me. Interesting. Yeah, and I was like, why did YouTube just suggest to me an hour and a half long episode of a hoarders, you know, show? And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and watch it. They're entertaining, you know. But that's the hour and a half of my life I'll never get back. And I actually watched like four episodes, whatever four times ninety minutes is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how many minutes I lost of my life. But I will say. And every episode of those, of, you know, of those shows, there's one factor that is addressed. There's always a few members on the team that come to help these hoarders. There's the family. There's the cleanup crew. Yeah. There's the psychiatrist or psych psychologist, mm -hmm. psychologist. And then there's the uh, organizing team member or something like that, or organizing manager that specializes in organizations or organizing stuff for hoarders. So there's those three factors, the cleaners, the psychologist, and then the, the organizer. And the hoarder, which identified by the psych psychologist, is always in a state of in denial. Like they deny the fact that their house is literally filled to the brim with junk. Yeah, and they can't see it. Yeah, they see all this valuable stuff. Like, man, and some of these people are, they say hoard, like that hoarder, it's a mental illness, like wanting to hoard stuff, but they're in a state of denial. So it's, you know, that kind of may tie, in, tie into being afraid. Some men are in, are in denial in, of what they are or what... Uh, yeah, in, in denial of like what comes with being a man, I guess. The stigma. The stigma. Behind it. it. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and it really is like, you're, you're given the tools to pave your own path, yeah. you know, man, man or woman, but in particular, it's really more expected of a man to go pave a path. I don't know why it's that way, but I mean, that's just one of those stereotypes. It's like, what are you gonna build? What are you gonna do with your life? Mm -hmm. That question is more presented more to men. I, I hear, you know, women. myself to women, yeah. And you know, usually, women have an easier time figuring it out because guys just want to have fun, you know. <laughs> so guys right. just want to get going and you know have fun, but or today at least. 
today. My dad, when he grew up, he was not like that. You know, my, my grandmother beat it into him. My great-grandmother, excuse me. She beat it into him. Always sweeping the porch and, you know, cleaning up around the house. He got disciplined, you know. That's why he's a good man today. But, yeah, it's just, I guess it's just said it now, I would say. I think it, like, it ties, like what you are saying, it ties into, like, kings back then, how their um, offsprings, they weren't asked to be, you know, they don't, they're, some are scared of the throne, but that's literally the task that has been given to them. Yeah, so, that's a, yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. Plenty of movies and stuff made on yeah. stuff like that. They're afraid of responsibility. Because mm -hmm. with responsibility comes, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're responsible for others in yeah. a way. And I would, I don't understand this, but usually that that trait comes is is, is selfish based. Like it's it's really it's, it's it's a really selfish trait to deny responsibility. Well, mm. especially when it comes to other people, because you're afraid of it, right? You don't want to take on the burden, so you're only caring about yourself. Now, a king, yes, he's the one with the greatest power, right, in his kingdom. He's the one that Central, rules, yeah. but he's also the greatest servant. Yeah. You know? So, that's what it means to be a true king. And, uh, you know, to, to, to be a great servant, you know? Just like Jesus said, you know, not only did man come to serve, or to be served, but to serve, right? So, you know, he didn't just come to serve people yeah or just to be served he came to serve people so that's that's why I like the idea of being a king that's my kind of vision of being a man a great servant you know putting people before you and stuff so yeah I, I uh I, I see myself as a king but more so of a warrior I don't know why but I do a great king could be oh yeah a great warrior can be a king but I have like that need to yeah, go out there and yeah, fight man pave yeah. the path It'll be in the front lines. What we got next? Um, next, we have uh, what's the difference between a boy and a man? I kind of like that question. That is nice. Uh, a boy and a man. All right. Um, do you want to start or should I start it? What do you want? I, I, I can go. I'm always ready to go. <clears throat> Ate my broccoli today, so I'm good. So, so. Um, so there's so many different ways to answer this question you know a boy has no responsibility um, a boy does as he pleases um, meaning uh, a small aspect with women uh, a boy to, to me it is a boyish tendency to fall for uh, to think of the word here i had it um, <laughs> promiscuous behaviors um there's not like i'm not saying don't do anything but um they will go out looking for sex you know because there is no consequence in their mind but with a man he's looking to build his kingdom he's looking for the right woman that will rise him up to be the man that he needs to be um, and a boy's not worried about that. A boy's just worried about getting it in and having fun, you know. Not worried about, okay, he could have a kid or, you know. Oh, that is so scary, man. I don't know how people do it. <laughs> like, I couldn't imagine not accomplishing my dream and then having a kid. Because mm -hmm. as a parent, you now have the obligation to help manifest that kid's dream. So if you, you didn't trust your own, your dream's done. Yeah, practically. It's going to be hard to work on yours, but, you know, it's possible, but it's, yeah, it's, you got a kid to take care of. <laughs> um, but that's that's kind of, I, I like just the concept behind what you said, and the concept is, typically, uh, one of the traits of a boy is that he doesn't take action, or he takes action without considering the future, sort of considering yeah, consequences. consequences. Yeah, yeah he doesn't think ahead, and, and and, you know, generally a man does. Generally, I would say generally. You know, the, the type of definition we're, we're using to define a man, yes, he, he, he addresses what the consequences of his actions could be. You know, he assesses the situation, so. Which is very smart, you know. He plans and the other guy and the boy doesn't. Yeah, the boy no doesn't plan. have to. 
Yeah, he wakes up at whatever time he wants to wake up at, and he eats whenever he wants to eat, and you Wait, know, lays his head on his pillow with tasks that are unfinished. Yeah, he leaves stuff undone, mm -hmm. and whew, that's a big one. Leaving things undone, it's been accepted and it's been okay. Like it's been okay. That's okay, you know. And how has that been given made okay? Well. I think I, I felt victim of it too. In the school system, it's just a letter grade. Yeah. And they're, they're going to make you pass anyway. So. Essentially. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, you're going to pass. Yeah. And you don't really have to try. You know, you can just put a little bit of effort into it, and then you'll be all right. You know, there's no there's no sense of urgency built into the, the system, or a sense of consequence built into it. You know, so now they're doing things like you have to have a certain grade level in order to play football, soccer, and those, those kind of sports. But yeah. it's so low, mm. you know, 2.0 GPA. Minimum. Yeah, Minimum. yeah, that's so easy, man. I, I passed with a 2.8 without any effort. So it's <laughs> like, I, I didn't put any effort in school. I put effort into my own education. I was reading my own books and stuff like that. <laughs> you know? yeah. I didn't care about the, the generic. Yeah, something like the greatest salesman in the world and two and two butterflies, like whatever those books they tried having us read. I yeah. was like, get these novels out of here. I ain't got time for no, that. I gotta help you crawl. They're not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like, all right, didn't write an essay on it. Okay, well I'm just gonna go on Spark Notes, you know, read yeah. my Spark Notes and type up a little essay or review <laughs> that somebody else did. And I'm gonna change it up so that I don't get the uh, with the the plagiarism yeah. mark on it. You know, it is. And then You're go using more resources. So. Right, right, right. But you know that, that's what I'm trying to say. Like everyone's doing that, and so that gets carried on into after school and after school into their personal lives. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And then some kids, man, they they'd go pay smart guys like you to do their homework. <laughs> they'd pay you ten, twenty bucks so you can do the homework for them. Mm. And it's like, wow. You know, unfortunately, I couldn't do that. You know, a brother wasn't balling, so, and I definitely <laughs> didn't have the. Uh, you know, even if I did have the money, I'd be too frugal to, to pay someone to do homework. Yeah, it's not even that serious. So, yeah, that's one of the things. Is there anything you want to uh, add on to that? Because that's a huge question right there. That what's, is a huge question. What's the difference between a boy, boy and, and a man? man. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> man. <laughs> man. Men. Um. Yeah, I. I don't mean to keep falling back on the, you know. Uh, sexuality and stuff like that like the but it is a uh, big thing though like the, um, the objectifying of women is just uh, that's where it starts at. there's a lot of boyish I'm I, I'm for me it's really a strong topic like it's it's you doing that you know really doesn't uh, it actually like hurts your character yeah, it does. And uh, actually, it's the only reason why that really continues, though. Let me let me say this because in, in like in high school, let's just say you have a group of guys, and actually girls are aware of this too. Like I saw somebody post this on Twitter or something like that. Um, and if you hear a group of guys talking about this girl they just hooked up with or something, or like how many girls they hooked up with, what's their body count? It's like a score for them. Yeah, like a score, exactly. It's like yeah. a video game. Yeah. And, because, uh, I mean, there's actually been this psychology, like this study, where it kind of like analyzes the thinking of men, mm. and it all ties back to video games. So like the structure, the, like the, the basis of a video game is to do one thing to accomplish one. Right. Like to get a score, to get a rating, like a super logical number. And then the opposite is true for women, like dolls and stuff like that. There was a study about that, and it, and it kind of ties in, you know, kind of, you know, kind of crosses. Uh, but like you said, it's like a game. So, but the the point in her post was is to say that guys aren't called hoes for doing that, but women are if they do some oh, stuff yeah. like that. But well, there is a man. Men men are sluts. Yeah, or, but or, people just don't call it like that. Yeah, some men are sluts. This is not the stereotype. Yeah. By definition, yes, they are. Right. <laughs> By definition, they're sluts. But you know, just generally speaking, you don't hear a man get called a slut very often. 
I, I feel like even like somebody that's 30 and they're doing that, I still feel like to me, they still have those boyish tendencies that they did not yeah. get rid of. Just, like you said, it's objectifying. Because a boy likes appreciation. Mm -hmm. He likes gratitude. For the most part, he likes gratitude. Can you be um, uh, can you have masculine like man traits as a boy? Yeah, you can. That's you know, so it's a development process. You still have some boyish tendencies, but for the most part, you don't have gratitude. And uh, one of the biggest things that are just like that aren't used. You know, they should be grateful for is time. Time is wasted. You know, like you hear like I don't know why everyone gets surprised when they hear a fifteen-year-old going to college. Because they they learned early on to not waste time. Time they <laughs> get serious about their stuff. And so it's like, yeah, that now that fifteen year old can be said they they can say that that fifteen year old is better than you because he just actually used his time wisely. Yeah. So now he has another. What would that be like? Seven to eight years ahead of you because mm -hmm. he he decided to. You know he's probably what in like eighth grade at fifteen, maybe. <laughs> you know he's. He would be in eighth grade, but he's going into college. You know, you graduate in college at like 23, 24. Mm. Like this dude has nine years on you. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he's 15 years old. He just hit puberty. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's really use of time. Yeah. Uh, I think that's one thing that separates the two of them. Because man, my dad's like, you know, I, I, I remember things like, hey dad, um, here, look at this video or something, I'll, watch, I'll ask him to watch it. He'll be like, nah, Darren, I gotta do something real quick. I got something to do, I gotta cut the grass, or I got, I'm like, it frustrates me, but now you're utilizing your time, yeah. like prioritizing yeah. yourself, surprise, prioritizing stuff, taking care of what needs to be taken care of and getting that balance. My old man does that. And now, you know, last, the other day I saw him doing all this like weird P90X workout stuff in the garage, and he's trying to take care of himself. That's good. Yeah, so, you know, he'll read his book and then he'll start working out and stuff. He's trying to develop himself. That's one thing. A man's always developing himself, always getting better, always getting stronger, right? Always getting stronger. You know, doing your push-ups, doing your sit-ups, you're at home, just take care of yourself. Eat clean, mm -hmm. right? Except for gummies, that's an exception. You can, you always eat your gummies. Yeah, always eat your gummies. Okay. Has vitamins in it. I would say uh, one point to take from that, um, like if there's any teenagers listening or something, um, take a time to sit and actually think about the bigger picture of your actions and what they could be. Me, I've always done that in school. Like if I dated this person, how would my life end up? If I dated this person, how would my life end up? You know what I mean? Like I've always looked like deep into that to where it controlled a lot of my actions to where that I am where I am today because of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So. That's a real good point. Yeah. I like that. Clip, highlight, nice. Um, so we have three questions, three questions left. left. Let's take a break. We'll be back to answer the last three. Don't go nowhere. Hey guys, figure we go ahead and pay these bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So guys and girls, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh, we're loading. All right, we're now live. Mind view. Yeah. We have right. some... Uh, Heath bars. Heath bars. Oh, uh, well. Klondike. Klondike Heath bars. Yeah. My first time having one. <sighs> Honest review before we get back onto this. I like ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> I do have ice cream sandwiches, but I was like, uh. You ain't gonna. Per perhaps he wants a Heath. <laughs> Man, you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You dipped me out of ice cream sandwich, bro. Come on now. I'm sorry, bro. Man, that's not what men do to each other, man. <laughs> Anyways, next. Oh, man. All right. So the famous Dwayne Rock Johnson has a tequila called Termana. Yeah. If I'm saying this correctly. Um, he just bought it. Just bought it the other day because I wanted to try it. So now 
cost me 30 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, you know, we should try this on the podcast. On the podcast. That's what men do. So this is my first time ever. Ugh, I'm not excited for this. I'm not a big alcohol fan. Like any kind of alcohol, I pretty much don't like That's good. That's good. That might be good for you. Yeah. No more. Well, with more. Let me. I'm sorry. This is just a mm. taste test. No, you can't taste it. You gotta Goodness. Like, you gotta swig it down, man. <laughs> I threw some orange juice in mine. Just yeah, it. some orange mixer. Mm. Is it really bad? Hold on. Oh! It smells like rubbing alcohol, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Put that on the flesh wound. All right. Oh. To the world podcast. To the world podcast, boy. Oh, you gotta pray for me. I ain't gonna be on the toilet for a long time. Oh my gosh. I gotta swig it down. You're a man, look at you. Oh, was the mixer, did the mixer help? No? God bless my soul, it's gonna taste gross. <laughs> you wanna, uh, all right, burning chest? I turned 21 in August, so don't 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 be hopping on me, okay? <laughs> oh man, how you feeling? It tastes like I just drank rubbing alcohol. <laughs> oh, 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 buddy, that's another problem with alcohol. It stays on your tongue. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, what kind of it? Liquor, spirits, whatever you want to call that mess. It tastes gross. Okay, I don't know why y'all drink this all every weekend. Anyways, Terramana, it did its job. It's uh yeah, it's different yeah. tequila, strong tequila. So if you like that kind of stuff and you want to smell like rubbing alcohol, buy you a bottle, it's only 30 bucks. Yeah. We are not paid for this, this nope. is not sponsored. So, anyways. The next thing is men in this generation. Versus the last generation. Okay, take it on. I need to clean my mouth. All right. Uh, well, men in this generation have obviously softened over the years. I would say. Yeah. I'll just say it bluntly. You know, they have been. We have been softened due to our. Uh, I guess I don't want to say privilege, but it's a different world now. Yeah, it is. It's definitely the the society is definitely more. You would you definitely have to call it privilege compared to what things. People had to do to build this up, you know. Mm. Like the very foundation of what we have, so why it's so important not to take things for granted, was built by other people, you know. Like, so that's why it's also important to respect older people because what they did, in, in a sense, has built what we have now. And let's just like I don't want to be too complicated, but companies like Amazon, for example, that started off small. Let's just say your parents worked in Amazon when it was growing, like as it was building up. They just helped the entire market. Yeah. Right? Because they provided value for a company that in turn provided value for the entire market. Like the stock market, the value of our country, etc. So, you know, it's it's great to look back and we were definitely privileged. That's, that's, that's the difference. People just don't understand the value of it. Yeah. So, that's they, one big they, thing. They take it for granted, you know, because <clears throat> we don't have to fight for as much now. Bro, this stuff won't leave my mouth. Terramana, bro. What in the world? That's <laughs> the Mayana. I don't say that no more. <clears throat> um, so, all right, continue what you were saying, though. Like, yeah, with the, the differences. It's, it's just, like, they're more hardened back then. There was a lot more sacrifice. There was more at stake, you know? If they had a dream back then, it was laughed about, you know? Yeah, it was frowned upon. It was like you're not doing the traditional. Uh, if you weren't following in your father's footsteps, you were kind of like it was kind of bad. It was a bad thing, you know. Yep. But now it's we have that freedom, the availability to do as we please, and a lot of people do take it for granted. That's just, I mean, yeah. Arnold talked about that when he was uh yeah thinking about coming over here. His dad wanted him to be a police officer. Yeah. yeah. Married a girl named Heidi. Had <laughs> two kids. Had the perfect life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's so basic. But and that's another thing. But the last generation, they just wanted to make it by. Not to say that we don't. This generation doesn't either. Mm. But 
they actually were a little bit more ambitious for whatever they were doing. So workaholics kind of thing. Like my dad likes to work a lot. That's no. the thing. They like works. Like like Dan Pena talks about uh, putting in more than forty hours a week. Like putting in sixty hours a week. You know, seventy hours a week. That's how you get to the big picture to the success. Right. You know. Right. You know, and uh, another thing, actually, when I was selling cars at the at Duval Ford. They told me, they're like, Darren, why do you ask why so much? Why don't you just kind of like say, all right, go ahead, you know, all right, I understand, I'll do it. Why do you question so much? And he's like, that's the thing with y'all. Y'all always trying to, you know, figure out why. Mm -hmm. like, you always ask why before you do something. And, I mean, that's kind of true because most of the people are age like, why? Like, you ask why a lot, why not? You know, why should I? Yeah. Rather didn't work you know you question the system and sometimes it needs to be questioned it does because you know I have experiences where I was told to do one thing that it really wasn't efficient and I figured out a way to make it efficient and I did it more efficiently and not have bragging rights but you know they just got a lot more done because they never questioned everything so I would say it's like a little bit of both you know you don't want to go in blindly no. but also you know, if you don't ask the five whys, then you're not going to find out why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So that's, I guess that's all we got for that. Yeah. And again, you guys that are watching, you can comment down below mm -hmm. what you think. Like, put, like, pretend someone was asking you these questions. How would you, res how would you respond? Yeah, you we want to know. If you have feedback or uh, if you would like to voice your opinion, go ahead. Mm -hmm. We love to hear it because... This is what we're here for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is a community thing. It's not just us two. Yeah. Um, so next one. Expectations of men today versus men's expectations of themselves. That's deep. That is big. Very deep. Fired up question here. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Should I start? If you'd like. Yeah. No, man, you got it. Okay. I've been talking okay. so much. All right. So expectations of men today, I feel like <clears throat> they're lost. Um, in the grand scheme of things, like when when uh, women and uh, boys are, let's say girls and boys when they're younger, they watch Disney, right? <laughs> um, no hate on Disney, Disney is great for those watching. Um, but like they have the, the guy who always goes for the girl, right? And he's always that perfect prince or that perfect individual, you know what I mean? So I feel like that's kind of like... was expected of him? I forgot what it's called, but it's some Disney something. It's called something where it's like they, people, some people are still like in that fairy tale where they want that of some men today. They want them to be their perfect prince or they want the, you know, to f catch them every time they're falling, which you should mm -hmm. if you can, but that's likely not going to happen, you know. Um, men's expectations of themselves like for me i'll watch very uh wise and stoic characters on uh either youtube or uh netflix you know and i'll not that i'll mirror what they're doing but you also like i feel like when you you take something in like that specific you tend to pick up some of that, that characteristic that you would like for yourself like there's this uh, show called um, This Is Us. Mm. I don't know if you know about that. I do. The father, uh, I don't know his name. Somebody said I was like the black guy in that show. That's, oh, the, the father. The father. That's a yeah. good compliment, honestly. Um, I hope. <laughs> yeah, he's. Um, yeah, but we see these type of men now that they're portraying men in a good light. That's how, you know, we should be trying striving for not because it, it is there's realistic aspects to it there isn't that fairy tale magic wand over the guy where he's like perfect you know there is doubts there is flaws and that's what makes a man great is being able to overcome those flaws in order to um transcend be better yeah do what he has to do yeah uh should i answer that question <laughs> i'm just playing Expectations of men today. So I, it's almost like, like you kind of said, men are just expected not to make a mistake. Hmm. You know, um, 
I was like in that hoarder show I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, most of the hoarders were women, by the way. Like most of the shows I watched, it wasn't just, I said, most of them, most of those episodes were women that were hoarding a whole bunch of stuff. But there was two men I watched um, that in those episodes that were hoarding. And they were actually compiled with they didn't have their own dedicated episode. They were compiled with other women's. Mm-hmm. So it was like three women and a guy, three different stories on one episode. And this guy, I think his name was like David or something. I don't know. <laughs> but he was a father. And he loved bargain shopping. Yeah. Yeah, like he was just, man, he was a bargain shopping addict, bro. He would not stop. If he saw a $1 deal, he's going to buy it. So, alright, the guy's well dressed, you know, he's cutting the grass, he's mowing his lawn, you know, he's watering the grass, and he's a property manager for the condo unit that he lives in, yeah. he's the president of it and stuff, and, you know, you walk into his house, <laughs> and you see a whole bunch of junk everywhere, but it's not junk junk, it's like junk that's not being used, it's brand new stuff, Just and the reason for his case though, they say that Hoarders, hoarders, hoarding always starts from a trigger, like something tr- like triggers there. Yeah. Right. And in his case, was um, the separation between him and his wife, yeah. um, losing his ex-wife. And uh, you know, he made a lot of mistakes. I guess he just was pressured, and that triggered his hoarding. Hoarding. Um, so the expectation is like, okay. You're, you're already aware of what you have to do. Like, it's, you know, if you don't have a father figure in your life, and you need to get into a relationship, if a girl asks you, why in the world do you do that? That's just common sense, or it's just expected of you already. Yeah. Like, those things end up hurting a man and their ego, except because ego's a big thing for a guy. You know, you can fuel it or destroy it. By far, or fuel it with fire. Um, so, you know, it's, that's one of the things I would say for expectation of a man. Now, an expectation of themselves, a side of me wants to say that men don't have expectations for themselves. Or today, at least. A lot today, of guys yeah, don't. they don't. They just go with the flow. And yeah. that's, that's how they lose themselves. Right. Um, it's just like, I mean, you're not really taught to set expectations for yourself in school. You grow up with expectations being set for you. Yeah, your, your parents set the guidelines for you. Yep. Get all B's. Get all A's. Yep. Be this kind of man. Yep. Instead of figuring out what kind of man you are. Yep. Or will grow to be. Yep. You know, you're expecting to be judged by him. I mean, you know, get a degree, go to work for somebody, follow the rules, you know, make sure you put your money in 401k, you know, stuff like that. You know, there's no talk of self education, self development. Not for, for the most part, there isn't. So, I, I wouldn't say a lot of people have, a lot of men have expectations on themselves. And when they do, it's a little, it's like, it's like trial and error, like a, like an experiment. They, they really don't know where they're going with it. You know, they do end up finding something, but you know, it's, it's, there's no definite answer for that. You know, that's an interesting question though. Thanks for asking. Uh, but expectations of men versus today versus expectations of themselves. I was, like for me, I, <clears throat> me being a man today, like I feel like I expect other men to be Obviously, we're all not going to be in the same light, but I expect the people around, like I shared it today, like a little something about it, like our, um, we should pick the uh, perfect version of, you know, what we determine the perfect individual to be, whether it be God, Jesus, whoever you believe in, and surround our circle around that, be 10% of what that can be, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Pick something ideal, which is actually rolling into the next one. Mm-hmm. Leadership in the male community. I like that one. That's a good one. Role models and stuff. Uh, so here's the beauty of that. You get to pick. You get to pick who you admire. You get to pick who you pay attention to, right? Um, it's not forced upon you. Now, is there a bias? Yes. There's a massive bias in who ends up being a role model or a leader for men. Unfortunately. So, I'll just go ahead and say, even though I'm Panamanian, in a sense, I'm 
I mean, I'm black, right? So I'm not too familiar with the entire black culture because I didn't grow up in a black house. I grew up, I grew up in a Panamanian one, a Hispanic one. But I, I went to a school with plenty of black guys. Um, and let me say that the black community's culture is incredibly influential. Mm. Like people love it, right? You know, it doesn't matter what where, where part of life you're from, what you what you're like, people will follow black community, like black culture, the music, the actions, the parties, the, like all that stuff, like the culture activities are just shared among everyone. Now, in every department of life, especially culturally, there's like a celebrity of it for the most part. So this is where we get into rappers and stuff. Gotcha. That's the bias. Okay. The, ba the, the bias is typically in the music community, the celebrity stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot of people admired those people. A lot of people. You just, just go on Instagram, male or female, there's a repost at least once in that week of a celebrity that isn't tied to that culture. That's a massive bias. I see. I mean, it's almost undeniable. Everyone pretty much listens to the same music. Everyone pretty much listens to the same act. I mean, they'll have disputes about who's a better rapper or not. Right. <laughs> you know, it's... That's that. Most males are paying attention to those what what, what cele male celebrities are doing. Yeah, because they want to follow that. And there's a reason why. Mm -hmm. Because they have authority. Men are attracted to authority. Men are attracted to control men are attracted to these and I'm not trying to say it in a bad way like they're not trying to be controlling and stuff like that yeah. a position of power for position of guidance a position of leadership is attractive now you have to be somebody of stature to have what most rappers flaunt yeah you know let's just be real basic the materialistic stuff like the vehicles the jewelry the, the money, money the cars the women yeah you know that's admirable for men, that's the flesh taking over, you know, that's the desires of the flesh. Um, so, most characteristics, like if you just ask, like, let's go back to last week's episode, where a girl asked, why am I always getting hurt? Hmm. Well, those what are you men. paying attention to? Yeah, yeah and it's th those guys that are paying attention to the wrong thing. Mm, their like, eyes are, yeah. They're looking, at, yeah, they're looking in the wrong place. So, you know, one thing to do, especially with your friends, look at where they're looking. Look at what they're looking, and look at how often they're looking at it, because that's going to ultimately define their character. It's going to define what they do and how they act and how they treat you, you know. So, the and people don't even acknowledge the fact that they have role models because, you know, it's like that's not a word that they're familiar with. Yeah. Like if you were to say that, you know, let's say Jay Z is your role model. Well, he he can say he's your role model now because he's a billionaire. But let's just take the basics of what he is. You know, you may listen to his stuff, love him, this and that, or this and that but you wouldn't say that he's a role model. Mm. But you're you're obsessively in, uh, in admiration of him, uh, of him, right? And so you know, you don't a role model isn't a role model because you call them your role model. They're a role model because you live by action. Yeah, you model their role. Yeah. You model their what their characteristics. Mm. Right, that's role model. You model, you model them. Um, so where should our attention be at as men in the male community? Well, let me tell you all something. For the most part, whatever what everyone is really looking at most of the time, ignore. Yeah, it's not gonna help you. Yeah, it's whatever the masses <laughs> are doing. Most of these people that you care about and that listen to you and stuff, most of these people are sheep. Okay. Mm, sheep led to the flame. Yeah. So these Following are. Yeah, they, they're getting wooled all the time. You know, paying their taxes and all that stuff. Like they're getting their, their, their wool snipped off until they, you know, blind sheep. Now, I'm not saying to be ignorant and not listen. Pay attention, but don't follow. Mm. You know, you have your own two feet. You have your own two ears. You use them as you please. Um. Now. I saw this post. I was in this uh, this leadership class, and uh, they, the, the 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 instructors of the class put up four photos, four popular people, and they asked us the men, which would you follow? Well, no, not which would we follow. Who has the highest net worth? So ah, okay. one of them was Mayweather, one of them was Tony Robbins, um, one of them 
was, I think, Elon Musk, and the other one was, I think, Conor McGregor. <laughs> oh, actually, Elon Musk was not on that list. It was. I was no. Any, anyways, the, the 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 example, the lesson came down to two people, Mayweather, and uh, Tony Robbins. Everyone in the room practically said Tony. Uh, practically said that. Magri uh, Mayweather. Mayweather had yeah. the higher net worth, had more money. Okay, camera cut off. But like I was saying, Mayweather, five Lambos. Right, five Bugattis. Bugattis. Oh, okay. Man has money. Okay. Now, <laughs> here's the funny part. So, you see how Brett's dressed? Brett, he's a decent looking guy. Right. You see how I'm dressed? I'm an okay looking guy. Right. He's great looking. Oh man. <laughs> Tony Robbins was dressed in a manner like this. And you, you know, dressed like this. And then you see, of course, what Mayweather wears. It's Mayweather. Now, they're like, who has the higher net worth? Everyone said Mayweather. So they decided to show us the net worth of the two. Now, you guys obviously know where this is going because I've been so, I've been emphasizing so much on Mayweather. Obviously, Mayweather had the more net worth. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tony Robbins had about $150 million more net worth then Mayweather. Mayweather had about 350, I think, and Tony Robbins had 500 million. Now, <laughs> where am I going with this? Who is flaunted? Obviously, the example of that, yeah. of that, the study was myself and a group of other boys or young men picked Mayweather as the guy with the most, you know, money, net worth. Because he shows the most, he shows off the most, yep. right? So who do you, we've been paying attention to more towards who? The guy that shows off the most. Who's most likely to be the role model? Mm -hmm. You know, if they were to ask us whose life do we want to pick before they, before we knew what their role model, their, their, not their role model, their net worth was, we'd probably all say Mayweather. But no, Tony Robbins has a $500 million net worth. He's almost a billionaire. So. And the man owns his own private private island, um, and the keys. Not not the keys. Uh, what's the name of that fruit? The green fruit. The little small fruit with brown skin. Kiwi. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking something else. No, not in the kiwis. I don't know. What, what, he owns his own island. Okay. Right. It's a nice island with a huge private resort. He owns it. Mayweather don't got nothing like that. Okay. <laughs> he can't buy a whole piece of land in the middle of water. He can't do that. Okay. He doesn't have the leverage to. He doesn't. He's leveraged too much of his money into depreciating materials. Yeah. 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 Bugatti depreciates as soon as you drive it off the line. As soon as you sign on the dotted line, it's done. Tony Robbins, though, he can sell that entire piece of land and make $100 million in profit. <laughs> he can do that. Right? And then what he's going to do is 1031 the money. So he's not going to pay any taxes on it. So. That's that, but my point in saying that was is that everyone's gonna pay attention to Mayweather. Yeah. Tony Robbins though, he's not talked about as much. Even though he is a very popular man though, because he he's he worked for it, he earned it, you know, he wrote books, he went to he hosted seminars, you know, he serves people. And that's part of being a man. Service. You know? Mayweather entertained. I'm sure he does some service on the side, but it's definitely not talked about. Mm. You know, if I don't know about it, then, you know, it's definitely not talked about. So that's my yeah. In that example, that was my my point. That that nobody role models the people the people with true wealth. You know, like some people admire Warren Buffett just because he's been around for so long and he's been rich for so long. I think like, they yeah. I think they really admire him for his wealth, his status. Yeah, I admire the guy for his knowledge. Yeah, it's imp it impresses me how he constantly beats the market. <laughs> it's it makes yeah. no sense. He, he he always he doesn't always beat the market, but he consistently beats the market. He's on top of it, and he always makes money. Yeah. And uh, what also impresses me is just how honest the guy is. It's like, you know, while Mayweather sitting over there with like three hundred fifty, probably like just three hundred million dollars in net worth at the time. His net worth is probably higher now. Um, Warren Buffett has an eighty-nine point eight billion dollar net worth, but. Warren Buffett's only driving a Cadillac. Yeah. And he's been living <laughs> in the same house since 1952. So, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. it just shows, it just shows like the difference in, in 
and what being a true man and holding your character like to a T does for you. Yeah. This guy's real simple. He's like, you know, every morning when his wife was still alive, actually, I think his current wife actually does the same thing for him. She puts the same exact amount of money. She puts the exact amount of money that he needs to go buy a chicken McGriddle or like a a sausage McGriddle from McDonald's. (laughs) Like enough money for a Coke and that. Gotcha. The man's happy. That's, 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 that's another thing. He's frugal. He's fruitful. Place, fruitful. place your happiness in, in experiences and things that actually make you happy rather than materials. Mm-hmm. Like spend your money on experiences and food, please. Sure. Yeah. Food's phenomenal. But yeah, do you have anything to add into that? Um, that was awesomely sad, and beautiful. Um, I guess for me, like I've always, I've always looked for the. Uh, not so popular, the outcast, what is not, what is frowned upon, um, in a way. Um, Talk about that. So, like today, society, it's frowned upon for grown men like myself to have long hair in the workforce. You wouldn't think so, but it is. Yeah. You That's impressive, though, man. Yeah, you wouldn't think so, but it is. I've always looked at leaders are big role models. With They had... That's why I grew my hair out, got some muscles. That was the image that I wanted to portray. I wanted to, my kids to look at to me, say my dad is strong. You know, I want them to feel that, mm-hmm. you know, through love and everything. But for me, you know, like I, I love the story of Samson, how he um, was such a strong character. I wanted to be Samson for the longest time. I yeah. wanted to be him. Kill a kill a lion with a donkey bone. All those, all those men, bro. Like, yeah, the amount of strength and that it leads back to was it a bear? I don't remember. It was a lion. It was a lion. It was a lion. Jawbone. With it, it was a donkey jawbone. Yeah, it donkey jawbone. Thousand men. Um. Yeah, I've always looked at leaders like that. Like, he was a leader of his people. He was strong. He was seen. Of, you know. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Like that to me was like moving. I was like, whoa. Like I want to feel that mm-hmm. you know and you know <laughs> you have people like uh momoa like jason momoa he mm-hmm. um he played aquaman like he is making he has hair you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i always tell people um there was like a there was so all right one of my co-workers her son was trying to grow his hair out and he was getting bullied called a girl at school. Really? And I was like, look, he needs to know that there are leaders out there like Jason Momoa and like the stories of, you know, people like Samson where strong men can have hair. Long like, long hair and those stories represented strength. In a way, yeah. Yeah. And like uh, I always say like I don't I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like the reason why Jesus had long hair was to portray the feminine aspect of him of being a man. man yeah of a man so men can definitely thing. have feminine qualities mm. they can no <laughs> i don't want to get into that <laughs> that's a conversation for yeah. another time but I, if i could have long hair i don't know if i would i don't know as, as y'all can see i i have the genetics of a a fluff ball <laughs> yeah so my hair just I had curly hair when I was a kid. Mm. I had hair like that yeah. for the most part. It wasn't long, but it was like curly, yeah, curly hair. That was the only part of me that represented Latino, and now it's not. My mom would say she wishes she never cut my hair because she never did. Then it'd be like you know, as soon as she cut it, started becoming like this, this stuff. Gotcha. I will say though, it's not as hot. Anyway. Yeah, it's definitely pretty hot with this hair. Um, but yeah, man. Bye. But that was it. Thank so you, you guys. We love the Q&A, keep it up. We actually would really enjoy if you, you know, you just continue to start shooting questions. Just, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, anything that you, something abstract too. It could be really anything. Yeah, we'll talk about it. You know, you just give us talk, topics to talk about. And cause we're pretty good at running our mouths if you haven't noticed. Yeah, we go on and on and on. Right. So just give us a talk about you, a topic to talk about. You may not even have a question, just be like, Darian, what do you think about self-driving cars? <laughs> okay, well, I'll get into that. 
That's, no? Yeah, that's more. <laughs> Darren, you know, talk about stocks. Okay, I'll get into that. Yeah. Brian, yeah. talk about acting. Okay. You know, hey, managing money or uh, whatever it is. Yeah. Talk about. Uh, I don't care. Just DM us at the Royal Podcast. That's our Instagram, or you can email us at asktheroyalpodcast.com. Ask at theroyalpodcast.com. So real simple. Email us if that's what you prefer to do. DM us if that's what you prefer to do. Or comment down below in the YouTube section. Um, make sure you leave a like and subscribe because we're going to be pumping out a whole bunch of content. Absolutely. We will be posting more on Instagram. So go ahead and follow the Instagram account. And we will catch up with you guys in the next episode. Be ready for this episode every Wednesday at 10 a.m. 10 a.m., baby. You guys. All right, you guys. Take care. We Enjoy love you. Week.